at Sousa. Known online as Susie Live, is a Twitch partner who has been streaming and engaging in nerd culture ministry for over eight years. As one of the original trailblazers in the space, in 2016, he and his wife Amanda founded God Squad Church, the world's first church for gamers. More recently, he also founded Unity Gaming, a movement with a mission to bring an end to toxicity and loneliness in the gaming community. Most days you can catch Matt streaming World of Warcraft on Twitch, engaging with his audience and sharing the love of Jesus with gamers worldwide. Please welcome Matt Souza to the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit. What up, what up, what up, NCMS? It is an honor and a privilege to be with you. I feel like I need to take a second and just kind of soak in the view because I really believe that we are standing right now in the middle of a miracle. When I started ministering to gamers and nerds around the world over almost nine years ago, I dreamt of a moment like this, where not only would there be one or a few people that were ministering to nerds, but this was my prayer that God would send reinforcements, that God would rise up a generation of people who would have a passion to see those that had been neglected and isolated, especially by the church, and have a passion to see them one for Christ. And so I've come to tell some of the nerds and gamers that are passionate about reaching people, we're no longer alone. I've dreamt of a moment where people like us that are reaching nerds not only would collect together but would be supported and acknowledged by the Global C Capital Church where together we could collaborate and make a bigger impact than ever before. I really believe that what is being started here today is a catalyst that will catapult the gospel to go further faster than we've ever seen it go before to reach gamers for Christ. But here's what I believe, that our biggest dreams without God's blessing and hard work will never be anything more than just a fantasy. And there have been a few people that have put in hard work to make what we're standing in a reality. And so to you, Mark and Lux Digital Church, to Bubba and Love Thy Nerd, and Zach and others who made this possible, I cannot express to you my sincerest gratitude that for what I had prayed for for years is no longer coming, it's here. We're standing in the middle of it. And so to you, thank you. And can we just take one more second just to give them honor and thanks? Man. Well, as we begin our time together, friends, I want to welcome you to the quantum realm. And my goal for today is to bring awareness to nerd culture, the largest mission field you've never heard of. Now, the reality is that we're gathering literally from all over the world. We've got people from Germany, from Australia, all over the country, people coming from different places that do different things, different roles, different responsibilities, different views, different theological beliefs, and different roles and responsibilities within ministry and Christianity. But the reality is today is not about what makes us different. It's about what unites us. And that is our mission. And our mission is simple, to make Jesus known, to glorify his name across all the world, to see all cultures come to know Jesus, to see the name of Jesus lifted up, because in 2023, the Bible is not outdated and it does not need to be updated. It is alive and active today, and our mission is to see souls one for Christ, and the mission never changes. But although the mission never changes, our methods do. If we look out throughout the church history, how many of y'all know that church ministry doesn't exactly look the way it did 2,000 years ago? 
I mean, our worship leader wore a hat today. That would have been some straight-up blasphemy even just 10 years ago. The reality is the world changes, and we don't change our mission, but our methods do. Even stages with lights and everything we do today looks different. Even just three years ago when COVID hit the world and changed everything. And so I encourage you to keep in the forefront of your mind that as we dive into this conversation about nerd ministry, I can assure you our methods are different, but our mission is the same. Now, as the video said, my name is Matt Susan. For meeting for the first time, it's such an honor to meet you, and I got something to tell you. I am a hardcore gamer. We got any gamers in the house? Where are my gamers at? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Now, I know what people think when I tell you that I'm a gamer. I know because I'm a gamer, your first, your first thought must be that I'm incredibly intelligent. He must be thinking that I'm responsible, successful, and will amount to much with my life. No, not even a little bit. Come on, I know the stigma. The stigma is that people must think that I'm irresponsible, immature, can't hold down a job, probably live in my mom's basement. And I know these things are untrue because I live in Virginia. We don't even have basements. And there's this stigma that gamers are bad. And the church has, in a lot of ways, whether intentionally or not, has isolated them. And even if we've allowed people to be gamers, we've kind of included it into our process of sanctification. Hey, come as you are, but eventually you'll, you'll put those things behind you. Paul said, when I became a man, I put childish things behind me. I've literally had people say that to my face. <laughs> but there really is this stigma. How many of y'all felt that in the room? I remember growing up as a kid, my dad, not really a big gamer, but finding a way for us to bond together, introduced me to the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, come on, praise God for the NES, all right? So I grew up playing video games. I became really way more of a gamer than my dad probably had hoped for. <laughs> I remember going to high school and then going to Bible college. My wife and I got our biblical theology degrees and then going to be a local pastor at a church. And to be honest, having this real fear Suit and tie by day, gamer headset by night. And this real thought of me was my first job, first time in the real world, first time in ministry. Man, what are people going to think if they find out that one of their shepherds plays video games? And to be honest, there was this fear and there was this thought that, man, I've got to kind of shy away and hide this part of who I am. And honestly, God had to take me through a really an identity crisis of really helped me realize that my identity is not found in the fact that I'm a gamer or a non-gamer, but found out the fact that I am a child of God and helped me not only accept who I was, but realize that he had not just tolerated my love for gaming, he wanted to celebrate my love for gaming as a way for me to connect with other people around the world. So now I stand on stages today and admit that I am a nerd and proud. Thank you, Jesus. And God began to really put a passion in my heart and a passion that's in many people's hearts today to really begin to reach people just like them around the world to really find a common ground, just like Jesus did, where he would speak to people in terms that they could understand. When he spoke to farmers, he used parables about sowing and reaping. When he spoke to the woman at the well, he talked about living water and how we can use this common interest, this level playing field, to then build a relationship and reach people for the gospel. And as God began to put this passion in my heart, I was reminded of my high school cafeteria. And I can remember in my school, I was in high school almost 20 years ago now, maybe you can tell by the hairline, but I was sitting at a table at lunch every day, and 
I remember it like it was yesterday, just looking out of this lunch table. You see, I wasn't a nerd in high school, at least I wasn't a public nerd. Wasn't exactly a jock, not in the popular crowd, but just wanted to come in. I went to public high school. I just want to keep my head down and get through this thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I was like, I'm just not really going to tell people I play video games, not going to admit to the world that I'm a nerd. And there was just one table in my cafeteria where all the nerds sat. Dungeons and Dragons players, World of Warcraft players. And I remember sitting with my friends, and every day I would look over at this table, really longing to be there. Thinking to myself, man, I'd probably actually have more in common with them than the people I'm sitting with now. And every day I had this internal battle. Today's the day I'm going to go to the table. And every day for four years, I never worked up the courage to go sit at the table. And as God began to impress in my heart this desire to reach gamers, I made a commitment that never again would I miss an opportunity to sit at the table. That never again would I allow this side of who I am to hold me back from stepping into God's destiny and purpose for my life. But not only did I want to sit at the table, I wanted to create a table where people and gamers and nerds from around the world could come and sit so we could have conversations about life and actually do life together and to begin to share the gospel of Jesus with people. And I began to be curious, how many, man, how many people around the world are, are feeling what I'm feeling, this isolation, this rejection? How many people are feeling the stigma? And I began to do some online research to realize, man, there's a whole lot of gamers and nerds around the world. Stats have evolved over the years, but you'll see on the screen that literally in today's world, there are over three billion gamers worldwide. Three billion. And that number has increased by one billion in just about the past seven years. Some stats that people don't know about gamers is that gamers are actually about 52% men, 48% women. A lot of people think it's male-dominated, but actually it's almost half and half. Here's a big one that surprises people. The average age of a hardcore gamer is about 33 to 34 years old. Oftentimes when I would travel and speak about this topic, people would say, man, that's so great doing children's ministry. <laughs> oh, you couldn't be more wrong. People don't understand that about... 70% of the gaming community is actually people over the age of 18. And that 25, people, 25 million people daily log into a website to watch live streams that we're going to talk about in a minute. But this isn't just about gaming. It's about nerd culture. And we could talk about so many different communities, but let's talk about anime. How many anime lovers have we got in the chat, huh? My wife is a huge anime lover. I think she's on episode around 500 of One Piece. So she's probably more committed to watching that than being with me. But hey, here's the deal. We've got over 2.8 billion people watching anime around the world. Now, of course, there's some overlap. These are not individual numbers. They're not unique from each other. A lot of gamers also watch anime. Some anime people love tabletop games. So these numbers are not going to be unique from each other. But I think you can begin to tell, like, that's a whole lot of people. A whole lot of people. Over 100 million Americans watch, have watched at least one episode of anime in 2020. 30% of American adults enjoy anime this Japanese animation art style. I mean, if you can begin to see, this is a massive group of people. And the reason I share this with you is I want you to begin to see this is a mission field. A mission field full of people that we need to reach with the gospel for years, and it's been a great thing. We have spent years, hours, and millions of dollars training missionaries to learn a culture to learn a language, to go to a different place, to connect with them, to understand them, so that they might reach them with the gospel. What I want you to see is this 
is a mission field. With over 3 billion people, if I were to tell you there was a mission field twice as large as the largest nation in the whole world, wouldn't you think the church would be doing everything in their power to reach them? But there is, and we aren't. We have neglected a population of the earth that is literally over 30% of all of humanity. They are a, a mission field that God wants to reach, that God wants to send people into to share the story of Jesus, to see the gospel spread, to see people come to know Christ, to see Jesus made known in all of the earth. It's a mission field with its own culture, its own way of life, its own language. Now, how many non-nerds we got in the room? A few? Okay, we got some people that don't speak nerd language. Well, I'm going to give you a little crash course on the culture and language of some nerds. Here's some words that might be a little bit foreign to you. Let's talk about words like MMORPG, my favorite. Words like FPS, right? Words like Kappa, which is really kind of unique to Twitch. We got words like mana, which I somehow seem to always be out of. Words like Hokage, Dungeon Master, and then my favorite, the infamous 360 scope. okay? Love it. They've got their own language, their own culture, their own way of life. And these words may be foreign to some of you, but they are familiar to them. But now let me share a word that is familiar to you, but foreign to them. And that word is salvation. Over 30% of the earth within the nerd culture have never experienced the life-changing truth of the gospel. The thing that unites us, the thing that brings us together, the thing that has made us new, that has given us a second chance, that has given us eternity in heaven and relationship with our master and king, they are unaware. And if we won't tell them, who will? I'll be honest, I've heard from so many gamers and nerds around the world that even at the off chance that they have tried to go to a church, literally have real stories of people walking in with Dungeons and Dragons shirts and literally being asked to change their clothes before they could come in. It might not be your church, but they're out there. And the reality is these people are far from the gospel. So many of us you'll see in this room have set on a mission to impact this gaming community, to see gamers and nerds one for Christ. And we're going to go through a few ways in which we are doing our best to bring solution to this problem, to share the love of Jesus. But a very, very common one that you're going to hear and maybe some of you are going to be familiar with is through the art of live streaming. Now, this is a website, twitch.tv. How many people know Twitch in the room? Probably a lot of people. I feel like I'm in good company. Come on, somebody. This is a great room. This might be my favorite stage I've ever stepped on because normally I'm like that weird guy. You know what I mean? I'm the nerd, you know what I mean? But I'm just with the homies. This is great. But if you don't know what Twitch is, Twitch is a website that was acquired by Amazon. Yes, Amazon, like two-day shipping. Praise God for two-day shipping. Back in 2014. And it's a website that is pretty unique because it's not a website where people log on to play video games. It's a website where they log on to watch somebody else play video games. Now, when I share that in most rooms, people are like, I see their faces, why in the world would anybody log on to watch somebody else play a video game, which I would ask, why do so many people log on to watch somebody else play football? 
right? Come on, somebody. It's the same principle. Watching and loving their different passions and hobbies. But people are logging on this website, 25 million people every single day, over 100 million users every month. And now there's even more websites coming, like YouTube Live and Kick and so many others. But if you don't understand this website, you'll see that when you actually go back one slide, if you could, if you, when you go to this website, you see these different games. So you, you pick which game is your favorite. You can see games like Fortnite, 210,000 people, League of Legends, 114,000. And let's just say that you like, let's just say Fortnite. You click on the game, and then what it's going to do is going to show you individual broadcasters and people that are live streaming. So let's go to the next slide. You'll see here in Fortnite, all of these boxes now are individual people broadcasting their gameplay to the world in real time. And if, let's say, for example, we were to click on one, the first year has 22,000 people watching him live in the moment. 22,000 people watching him live in the moment. And when you get into a live stream, this is what you'll experience. You'll experience a streamer that is me in the bottom right corner playing a game, and on the left side, yes, for all my Twitch viewers, I had to put my chat on the left side. I know I'm that guy. But the chat is on the side, and people not only can interact with each other, but they can interact with the broadcaster. And they can ask questions, and they can share about life struggles. And literally, there are many people that I hope you'll connect with over this next few days that are doing this live streaming ministry, and people who would never walk into a church in their life are stumbling into our live streams because we're playing their favorite game. And while we're playing, we're able to have real-time, real-life conversations. And you would be surprised because everyone is hidden. You can see these names. These aren't people's real names. They're hidden behind these gamer aliases. So there's a sense of anonymity where people, they feel like a little bit more open to share maybe what they would share face-to-face. So people will come in sometimes, and the first thing they say is, man, I'm just really struggling, really feeling all alone. And at times, we begin to have some real-life conversations where we can pray with people, share the gospel, answer questions. People will come in to the various live streamers you'll meet throughout this week and ask them questions about faith. The reality is, I don't know the last time someone walked up to a pastor on the street and was like, hey, can I ask you a theological question? It just doesn't really happen in today's world. But it happens in ours. People are literally able to read the Bible for the first time, come back 10 minutes later. Hey, just read John 7. No idea what it means. Can you break this down for me? And we're able to answer questions. We're able to minister to people in real time. People come in the Twitch chat and say, hey, man, I just lost my grandmother. Can you, can you pray for me? And people who are normally isolated for the first time ever are being accepted by the church, are being welcomed, and given people an opportunity to actually hear the gospel. And people are doing this in a variety of different ways. They're doing it with just chatting. Where they'll just sit and talk to the camera. They're doing it where they're playing a video game. They're playing different types of games. Here you'll see me literally on the right side. What I'm doing is I'm sharing from Scripture and teaching the Bible. And you'll see on the left side, that is my little angel-looking character in the top middle. And you'll see at the bottom, people bring their avatars into an in-game church building, and I will share the verse of the day, share the gospel, and pray for them. And people that came in just because, hey, we play the same game, we might have something to talk about, there's some common ground here, and then there's opportunity to share the gospel. There's opportunity to pray with them. And this type of nerd ministry isn't being done just via live streaming. It's being done by going to conventions where literally thousands of people 
will gather. Thousands, you'll see in one of the pictures, where people are literally gathering for these gaming conventions to talk about things that they love, like video games. I mean, just, we got people here from Germany, where I looked up the stats last night. Gamescom is in Germany, one of the largest conventions in the world. Over 320,000 people went to Gamescom this year, from 100 different countries. And that is not watching it online. They attended in person. They flew from 100 different countries so they could be with their own people. Where they could finally go to a place that they weren't going to reject them because of the shirt they wore, but they were going to invite them in. Oh, God help us when the world is more inviting than the church. And they go to a place where they can be accepted. And we've got ministries like Love Thy Nerd that are going to these conventions, meeting people, playing tabletop games with them. And they're seeing people who dress up as cosplay and they're connecting. Instead of thinking that people are weird freaks, they're like, dude, I love your cosplay, man. They're celebrating, not just tolerating. And these gamers are, are finding a home. And we've got so many people that are even here in this room that are doing gamer ministry. People like Pastor Scar playing Fortnite all the way from Australia. People like God Squad Church, the world's first church for gamers. People like Mama Llama creating content and playing Fortnite with their community and other games. We've got unique people like Jono that are directing esports for youth and college students. We've got people like Z Sarah Yu all the way in Puerto Rico reaching people for Jesus. We've got, like I mentioned, Love Thy Nerd playing a lot of tabletop games that I do not understand, but I'm glad that you do and so many more. When I look at this list of names, <laughs> I thank God that there's no longer just one or, or two, but there's so many people gathering together to make Jesus known. And across all these different ministries, we're seeing people come to know Jesus. We're seeing addictions to pornography being broken. We're seeing, believe it or not, addictions to video games being broken. We're seeing marriages restored. We're seeing those that have been isolated and rejected by the church finally finding hope in Christ. And there's one cool story I'll share with you. And I've, there's so many I could pick from, but I chose this one because it's kind of a collaborative effort. There was a woman from the UK who started browsing online. I'm not even sure, honestly, which one of us she found or how she came into our streams. But her name, this was her online gamer name, was Future Queen of Hell. And just like many others, she just started coming into the live streams. And for a while, I can imagine, she probably just sat in the background and scoped it out and sat there and watched and listened. And who are these people? What are they all about? And eventually, she started asking questions. And when one person would go offline, later in the night, somebody else would go on. And when she met one Christian streamer, they kind of started talking about the other ones and bringing awareness to this community. And so she would go from one Christian streamer to another and to another. They would log off and she'd go to the next one and... And she'd be sharing her story, asking questions. I can remember a time she came into my stream and talked about some struggles she had, and I would pause and pray for her. She would go on a Jate live stream, and they would have just really just authentic, real conversations about faith and what she believed. She was a part of the UK Church of Satan. And she would come in and have real-time conversations with Christians. And after getting some questions answered and getting prayed for, future queen of hell, made a decision to follow Jesus. And now today is a part of Lux Digital Church, serving God, evangelizing to her friends. But here's the deal. She was never going to walk into a physical church. Well, actually, she was a part of one, just was the wrong one. But through nerd ministry, 
we were able to meet her right where she's at. And here's the deal. Her future Queen of Hell name no longer represented who she is today. So she changed her name from future Queen of Hell to Alice in the Palace because now she is a part of God's kingdom. And not only did she change her name, but God wrote her name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And today she is a child of God. And stories like this are happening all the time where nerds and gamers are finding Jesus. Why? Because we went to where they were at. I started off this conversation welcoming you to the quantum realm, and I didn't really go into it, which is normally unlike me because I love to kind of bring context to what I'm sharing, especially to those in the room that might not be super nerdy themselves. But if you don't know what the quantum realm is, the quantum realm was a fictional microscopic subatomic dimension found in the Marvel Universe. Wow, I was just nervous I was going to get that right or not. But I did. It was even a little bit nerdy for me, to be honest. And the reality is it's something I don't even fully understand. But in layman's terms, if you've seen the movie Ant-Man, the Ant-Man and his crew, they eventually shrink themselves down. I think it's actually unintentionally. I saw the latest movie. And they end up in this universe that they could not see before. They became so small, they traveled to what was called the quantum realm, a brand new place with its own culture, its own community, and its own people. And if you've seen the movie, they end up in this whole new world. And one of the things that the Ant-Man says is, man, I can't believe this has been here all along. They were stepping into a place that wasn't new. It was just new to them. And what I hope that you've grasped today and throughout the next few days is that there is a culture that is here. You may just be unaware there is a group of people that are, they're not new. They're just new to you, but they're not new to us. And I believe that God is calling us to have our eyes opened so that people's eyes can be opened to the gospel. That God is sending us into a place that is already here. This ministry, this mission field, this community is not coming. It's already here. It's been here. And it's time for the church to see that there is a group of people that whether intentionally or not, we have not created space for. We have not opened up our doors to welcome them just as they are. But people are searching. People are hungry for Jesus. And my hope is that throughout the next few days... We will work together to see souls one for Christ. Our mission is the same. Our methods just might be a little bit different. Because I believe this with all my heart, that if we are going to accomplish God's mission, to go into all the world and to make disciples of all nations, if we're going to go into all the world, then we must also go into the virtual world, into the nerd world, to see souls one for Christ, for the glory of God. Thank you very much. God bless you.